Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Okay. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. It's Stan and Brendan, and this, this is, is Come Through Queen. Queen. This is episode six, champion, greatest of them all. Uh, this week on Come Through Queen, we cover the big news of the week, including Sharon Osbourne sipping lemonade on the talk and DMX refusing to open for Erica Jane. And we talk about what a letdown Spoilers by Bravo was. Then we'll get into our shows, and this week we're covering Keeping Up with the Kardashians and the Real Housewives of Dallas, Beverly Hills, and New York City. We then let you know what y'all have been sleeping on. And since we're without a new RuPaul's Drag Race uh, this week, and we're still a week away from a new winner being crowned, we decided that we would take a deep dive of winners of the past seasons. And then, of course, we'll close out the show with the Freak of the Week and possibly the greatest one true queen of all time. Uh, so, Brendan, as our resident daytime talk scholar... Why don't you tell us what's been going on with Sharon Osbourne? Well, usually we're not supporters of the talk yeah, because the we don't view is speak better. its name. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Sharon Osbourne returned to the talk this week after news that she and Ozzy Osbourne had broken up, um, and he apparently was cheating on her with some hairstylist somewhere. Um, 
She literally comes out sipping lemonade. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised. I thought it was because he was relapsing. It's cheating. Cheating with his hairstylist, reportedly, allegedly. How? What? Like, what bodily function does he have that he can cheat? Like, I don't even understand. <laughs> I don't know. But she came out and she said, "I'm 63 years of age and I can't keep living like this. <laughs> I've been avoiding looking at any pictures or reading anything. I know what's going on. I don't." need to read or see about it it's all like putting salt in the wound i know i need to he's back and i'm out of the house oh yeah so he moved back into the house and she moved out of their house uh-huh and so she was literally sipping lemonade obviously in reference to lemonade yeah trying to be cute by beyonce and then her dope daughter oh my Kelly God. osborne i screamed when i saw posted this. pulled a yolanda foster and posted a picture on instagram with a lemon that said Guess who's turning lemons into lemonade? I don't know. I haven't really been into the Osborne since they were on like their MTV show in yeah. 2000. Did you know that house they purchased from Christina Aguilera? I knew that because you've told me. Oh. That. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a fun Christina fact. Yeah, so um, I guess we'll keep you updated on further Sharon Osborne news <laughs> if, you, if you care. <laughs> uh, but back to probably a little bit more in our wheelhouse collectively. Um, there's a little rift going on between Erica Jane and DMX. This is the best celebrity feud of all time. Yeah. So, <laughs> according to D- uh, according to TMZ, DMX is pissed off. He's getting billed as the opener for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Erica Jane at a gay club. <laughs> X has a gig at House Nightclub on Saturday uh, in Miami, but so does Erica. There have been reports describing her as a headliner, which doesn't sit well with the legendary rapper. DMX and Erica's shows are two separate events, apparently. So DMX's show uh, is from 5 to 11 p.m. What? And then once he's done, uh, she takes over from 11 to 5 a.m. What? <laughs> well, I'm sure it's like those situations where, like, the ticket says show up at this time and then they take the stage, like... During the last hour. Yeah, but you know? 11 to 5 a.m., jeez. Yeah, I, she's, I mean, she doesn't have a catalog of hits to carry her yeah. for six hours. That's like a, sh- like a shift on retail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, for the record, at, uh, TMZ says, Erica has lots of gay fans, but her show is not being promoted as a gay event. So apparently House has LGBT nights, but Saturday isn't one of them. But still, DMX is annoyed by this anyway. Oh, and X's show is sold out, but Erica's isn't yet. So we need all of our Miami friends. Oh my God, all the Miami listeners, go support <laughs> our go queen. Support Erica Jane. <laughs> what did X say about it? Well, uh, I don't. I, they didn't really give the details, but apparently, like he has a history of saying anti-LGBT things in the past. Oh. So, like, I'm sure he doesn't like being associated with her <laughs> or the community. Mm. So. Come around, X. Support, support our <laughs> support queen. Support us. And, like, stay after your show and catch catch what Erica has to give yeah. us. What she's given the children. <laughs> uh, so, Brendan, did you see all that promotion going on last week for Spoilers by Bravo? Yeah, so every Bravo liberty and every person associated with the, with the brand including was... Including Andy. Including Andy was posting this, like... 
image that said spoilers by Bravo and saying, please tune in on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, so what did you think it was going to be? I don't, I don't think I thought. I thought it was maybe going to be like previews for upcoming shows that haven't aired yet or yeah. haven't premiered yet. Like, yeah, I mean, I was really hoping for the New Jersey trailer because we have been waiting for that for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we know where they're filming. Uh, we just don't know a release date besides the summer. So, like, now would be the perfect time to start, like, start that train going. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it just turned out to be all the shows of this week premiering on Saturday night. Yeah, so it was, like, five hours. I forget what it was. It was definitely Dallas and New York. Southern Charm. Southern Charm, which we are going to become scholars on. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know... For, for those of you who don't watch Southern Charm, like, I've been catching little clips here and there, and the theme song is hilarious. It's like a little jazzy tune, so whenever I, like, another show airs and is finished and then Southern Charm is on next, I'll, mm-hmm. like, wait for the theme song to play, and then I'll turn it off. But uh, we've been getting a lot of feedback from a lot of our listeners that we must listen to Southern Charm, yeah. so we have pledged to take it on. Yeah, so look forward to that in the future. But, yeah, Spoilers by Bravo was a little bit of a letdown for me. Yeah, it was just, like, I, instead of watching, well, I rewatched all the shows when they also aired, but I w- watched them all on Sunday night first. Yeah. So, oh, well. Maybe uh, a new trailer coming soon. But with all that news done, it's time to get to the shows of this past week. So, Brendan, did you keep up with the Kardashians this week? I kept up with the Kardashians, and it was the big... Kanye fashion show at Madison Square Garden episode. Yeah, it was kind of like what we were talking about when it premiered, that, like, we know all the major plot points going along, and, mm-hmm. like, I've been looking forward to the Kanye fashion show episode. Yeah. Uh, so, to start off with, uh, we have Kim and Chloe were, like, in L.A. talking about, like, heading over to New York. Yeah. And I like that scene, because, like, Kim is not ready to deb- debut herself but she needs to go out to support Kanye. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she talks about how excited she is to use all the coats she... <laughs> oh, she's going to she be got for Christmas. on her coats. She's going to be living in coats. It's all about <laughs> coats. And I, like, really appreciate that because I love in wintertime how you could just hide under a coat. Uh, <laughs> uh, but they also were talking about how instrumental Kanye has been in Lamb's recovery. Basically implying that Kanye saved Lamar's life. With his music. With his music. Apparently Lamar has been like listening to Kanye albums and like finding inspiration through it. Music is the medicine. Yeah. As, as Marie Osmond says. Yes. <laughs> as a wise Marie Osmond once said. Uh, also, what else? Uh, Kanye actually said to Kim, we can cure him through music. Like, Kim quoted Kanye saying that. Um, So I guess we have uh, Kanye to thank for getting a lamb back on his feet. Yes, he's a literal saint. (laughs) No, saint is the saint. Oh, true. (laughs) Uh, So then we get to New York, and Courtney's at dinner with some friends at Vandal. And the only reason I want to bring this up is that I was only there just two months ago for my sister's 20th birthday. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, So it was nice to see, like... The restaurant uh, after being there. Because I feel like usually a lot of these scenes are, like, somewhere we would never go. Yeah. I always, like, Google the friends, random friends that they're with. And they always have a lot of Instagram followers. Mm, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess that's the way to get some followers. Maybe we should do that and get some followers for uh, Come Through Queens for their account. Yeah, and Shaban was there. 
But yeah, Siobhan. I, I always wonder, like, you know, Siobhan's always hanging out around, like, what Kanye makes of Siobhan. Yeah. Because we knew what Chris Humphreys made of him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Siobhan blocked me on Twitter, and I don't really know why. Well, you're missing out all that good uh, dessert food content that he posts all oh, the yes. time. Uh, but, so there, everyone, the whole family comes out to New York, and we get to... Uh, the fashion show and backstage of the fashion show specifically. Uh-huh. And there were a lot of celebrities in attendance. Yes. Who was your favorite, Brendan? Melanie Griffith. How did I know? Well, I liked... <laughs> <laughs> my favorite was there was a little mini Now and Then reunion, Melanie Griffith and Rosie O'Donnell. Oh my God, yes! yes. Rosie was there too. I liked that. Well, I was going to get to Rosie in a minute, but she had like a whole conversation with Caitlin. Oh yeah. Like how proud of Caitlyn she was and inspiring but like Mm -hmm. I mean most of the community drags Caitlyn in general like but it was good to see Rosie supporting (laughs) supporting her I guess Uh, Um, Lil Kim Lil Kim was there Gigi was Gigi there? yeah well you had to like be paying attention because not everyone had a speaking role so like people were flashing I saw Carly yeah Carly was there Uh, obviously Tyga was there 50 Cent was there um, Naomi Campbell was in the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lil' Kim and Kate were posing for pictures together. I remember. And I remember those seeing Kate, those pictures when those when pictures came, came out. out. Yeah. Oh, and Kanye dressed all of the Kardashian-Jenners. Yeah. In, like, a theme. Yeah. I don't really know what the theme was. It was, like, a loose theme. They were all connected. It was so... It was Pearls. Sort of, I almost compared it to a Project Runway collection, but oh I... Oh, my God. <laughs> but that's, like... I do see your point. No, yeah. but, I mean, like, I think that's what a fashion collection is. Yeah. Not just Project Runway. Oh. Yeah. I guess, yeah, our only knowledge would be based off of Project Runway. Weirdly, I've been a um, Project Runway all-star scholar this this season. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's not canon, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I, I mean, besides that, uh, we we see afterwards... I don't remember if it was Courtney or Chloe, but they're, like, calling uh, Penelope on the phone, mm-hmm. and, one of, and one of them says, is that a little girl named Poosh? <laughs> and, then, and then I did some research. Apparently, Poosh is Penelope's nickname, which may be my favorite nickname Poosh. out of, like, Coco and Keeks. I like Poosh a it's lot. It's so close to um, Poot. Yeah, Poosh is real. <laughs> um, the only other thing from the show that I liked was they were talking about, like, Chloe and Lamar's relationship and what it's built off of. And apparently, like, one of the pillars of their relationship is that they're both... Conspiracy theorists. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I know you, as you are as well. Uh, so, did you have anything else from that episode? No, I mean, like we saw Chloe and Kate make up, but it was so fake. But it was so fake. But Kate rode on the plane home with them. Oh yeah, yeah I love yeah. like a I love like a shot in the iPhone, like plane behind scene. the scenes in a private plane. But they they film like live on the plane too. I think. But it, this was definitely filmed with, like, something that wasn't mm, a camera. Okay. But they did it also on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, yeah, yeah. They usually do that, too. Uh, so I think that's it for Kardashians, unless you have anything else. I think we're good. Okay. Uh, so the train keeps on chugging at Dallas. and so The trolley the keeps on chugging. <laughs> <laughs> so this is picking up from where we left off with the cliffhanger last week mm-hmm. of Leanne storming out of the charity event. Yes. 
So Leanne storms out, and like all the ladies are like, "What the fuck just happened?" And they're supporting Stephanie because she's crying, and like <laughs> someone, I think Leanne in the confessional called her an injured gazelle, which is like pretty perfect because <laughs> she was just sitting there crying, not knowing what to make of it. Yeah, but like Leanne, after fighting with all these women that she's not friends with, ends up fighting with her one ally. Well, Tiffany comes running out after her. Yeah, and they have like this like really bizarre fight. <laughs> They're like, I told you not to do this. Like, it's just like, really? I know. I couldn't tell if it was genuine or not. Mm-hmm. Like, it seemed like it seemed real, but then like, I wouldn't also put it past them to like ham it up a little bit. Yeah. And then, so things start to get a little physical. Oh my God. Yeah. With, and then there's like a random valet guy standing behind them, like really yeah. close to them guess, <laughs> watching yes. the fight. And then um, Leanne starts to attack the cameras, which we haven't seen that on Real Housewives since Atlanta and, like, Kim Zolciak. Oh, yeah, you're right. I don't think. Yeah. So it was a little um, fourth wall breaking. Yeah, they usually respect the cameramen. Yeah, but you could tell that Leanne wants... She came into the show wanting to be portrayed in a certain way, Mm -hmm. and you could see in her brain that, like, that was going off the reels. Yeah, yeah, off the rails. rails. But the trolley was staying on the rails, yes. despite Leanne slapping Oh, my it. God. <laughs> so then Leanne goes to storm off to, like, find her Uber, and one of the Dallas downtown trolleys is passing, and instead of, like, being normal and just waiting for it to pass, she slaps it. Yeah, there's, like, gifts of it online. It looks like she's trying to hail the trolley or make it stop. But, like, the, few, the, the full clip makes it clear that she's, like, just hitting it in anger. Yeah, and then she, when she passes the trolley tracks, she takes off her shoes in the middle of the street yeah. in downtown Dallas and storms off muttering about looking for her Uber. Oh, my God. It was a good fight. A good first season. I think if it plays out right, like, the season, yeah. that could be, like, one of the iconic Bravo fights. Yeah. Like, the table... Not as iconic as, like, the table flip, but, yeah. like, the go-to-sleep, go-to-sleep on Scary Island, I feel like th- the imagery of that is up there. Yeah. There's not as many, like, quotable moments from the fight, but it's just the whole crazy scene. Yeah. Um, so, I think that's a good breakdown of that fight. The next day, Steph is, like, recounting this whole... Uh, fight with her husband and she's like still crying the day after (laughs) as she retells the story like she was that emotionally damaged by it Um, and eventually we get to yet another charity scene but this is a little different it's the next morning yeah and it's like it's it's like a clothing drive yeah 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 so it's in a parking lot literally in a parking (laughs) lot and Leanne's, like, standing there in, like, her, like, spandex and a hat. Yeah, with, with like, some... Not even an FOH, just, like, another person. Just a random woman. Yeah. And then Tiffany comes in, and they ignore each other. Yeah. And then... Carrie comes in Carrie and ignores comes in. her. Yeah. So, like, everyone's just ignoring Leanne. Yeah. Which is, like, making her feel very uncomfortable. They're just all standing in a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also, I don't know if this was the first episode, but, like... Leanne started referring to Tiffany as Fee. And then I thought Tiffany was referring to Leanne as Fee, too. I don't know. Is, like, Fee a nickname for Tiffany? Like, it's not Tiffany. Tiffany. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. Tiffany. 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 Sorry. (laughs) Wow, that was a good breakdown of it. Uh, So, like, 
uh, Leanne was saying that, like, oh, Tiffany should have said, no, stop it, little bitch, to, like, the other women when they were fighting with Leanne. Mm -hmm. And, like, Leanne thought she's supposed to be her no-matter-what ride-or-die chick. Yeah. Um, And Carrie looked beautiful, as usual. Even, like, at this Just parking lot. Just free Yeah. <laughs> Fresh out of hair and makeup. Um, but it was nice to see that Carrie got a new dress from, mm-hmm. as a result of that fight. Since she got some champagne spilled on her, her husband went and, like, bought her a new outfit. Oh, yeah. And then another thing is Leanne was questioning if Michael Kors really knows what a large is. Did I don't even know. I, I missed that. What was that in reference? It was to? like when they were at the clothing drive. Oh, oh, okay. She, I don't know. She was like putting things into different um, <laughs> tarps. Uh, so then eventually we get to like Brandy had uh, people over for dinner, and then like she was also talking to Steph about like her relationship, and like Steph got some like expensive bracelet, and then Brandy was like, "Oh, for for one of my birthdays." He got me, like, 30 of my favorite things, but they were, like, <laughs> ketchup, ketchup, Italian dressing, French fries. Oh, well, yeah, the party they were at was because Brandy's grandfather yeah. was in town and they were meeting for the first time. I'm not, like, invested in that plot line at all. Either am I. I was just invested in the fact that Brandy and her mom were, like, pre-gaming for the grandfather oh to come God, over. And then when the grandfather came, they were like, oh, you want some Jesus juice? Yeah. <laughs> like, stop trying to make Jesus juice a thing. Uh, and then I guess the last big scene was, uh, Leanne and Tiffany's makeup meal. Oh, yeah. Which was, like, the most apologizing I've ever seen in a housewife's, like, makeup meal. That's, uh, that's exactly what I thought. I, I was like, this is, like, so different than anything we've ever seen. And, like, it's obvious that, like, these women are actually friends. Yeah. They're like, no, you were so great. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. No, I should have done it differently. It was like what kind of show am I watching? Like, usually it's like, I'm just not ready to say sorry, or like, I'm sorry if I, if your feelings were hurt. Yeah. It's like always like half-assed apologies, but these women were like embracing each other. Well, that's why this, like, I feel like this one's well done as far as like the way the relationships are set up because they have, the ones who don't like each other are around each other because they are involved in charity. Yeah. I know a lot of people don't like the charity aspect, but the ones that aren't, like, are actually friends. Yeah, it's a good it's a good spin on the franchise, and, like, it's also a good way of setting up actual friendships. Because, like, they've tried just throwing random women together who, like, tangentially know each other, mm-hmm. and, like, it doesn't work that yeah. way. Uh, so, after Dallas, did you catch Watch What Happens Live? Yes. With Megan Trainer and yes. Chloe Grace, Grace Moretz. She's the girl who tried to come for Kim K when oh, yes. Kim K posted the how, naked selfie. How dare she? How dare she? Uh, so I thought that was a great episode of Watch What Happens Live, mainly because I, I want to see like Megan Trainer like drinking a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> and Andy Cohen was like weirdly like into Megan Trainer as everyone should. Like be. I did not expect him to be a fan. <laughs> well, I'm glad he is. He did ask her, like, he he picked up on her weird accent, and he was like, where are you from? <laughs> and she revealed her Nantucket roots. Um, but they also covered the whole scandal with the music video. Oh, and, yeah. And she was like, oh, you know, like, I, 
I, I, uh, I've been working out, da da da, but then I saw it and she was like, I was snatched. And I like, she was appropriating. <laughs> oh my God. There's also no way that she released that music video without seeing it. I know. It's just like. I'm convinced it was a whole little, uh. Stunt. 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 I did like when Chloe Grace Moretz, uh, Proclaim that Erica is a star. Oh yeah, because that is the consensus. So. She's dating the Beckham boy. Yeah, she confirmed it. It was like a Watch What Happens Live exclusive. Weren't you asking me today when are the Beckhams gonna pull a Hadid? Oh yeah, well I like I feel like this is like phase one of that whole process. Mm-hmm. Like Brooklyn Beckham dating this girl who I guess is who people know. Yeah, but like I feel like they're poised to become as ubiquitous as like the Hadids and like. Uh, Jaden and uh, Willow Willow Smith yeah like they're the next thing I think yeah but like he's only he's only 17 the oldest one yeah the rest are younger so like I think we still have a few years before the Beckham uh, takeover one of the younger ones is a Burberry model oh yeah yeah not Brooklyn no I think it's like the younger Hmm. I don't know well the only other thing from uh, that episode was I did like when Andy uh, like they, I don't know, Kesha came up somehow, and Andy was like, "Oh no, 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 it wasn't Kesha. It was Kesha, J Lo, and like uh, the new song that she has because Megan wrote for that J Lo song, and Dr. Luke produced it. Oh yeah, and like they were talking about all the flack that J Lo was getting, mm-hmm. and like Andy like flat out asked her like, "Oh, would you ever work with Dr. Luke again?" And she was like, "Uh, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, we'll see." Like it was like she was so caught off guard because I'm sure she's just used to like normal. Like celebrity interview, like soft Ellen, easy questions. Yeah. So it was interesting to see her like going through the Watch What Happened Live. I'm surprised people didn't like criticize that. Oh yeah, there's there wasn't anything pieces, mm. but maybe we'll wake everyone up up, up to that. <laughs> <laughs> Expose Megan Trainer. Expose Megan for not supporting Kesha. Uh, so yeah, that was a little bit of a tangent, but that was a good episode of Watch What Happens Live. So yeah, it was worth mentioning. Uh, so... Beverly Hills yeah, Secrets Revealed. I mean, so we put it to rest last week. Secrets Revealed isn't canon, in my opinion. Um, sometimes it is. Okay. Like, the first season of Vanderpump Rules, since it was such a short season, mm-hmm. the Secrets Revealed actually had a lot of good content in it. Okay. Uh, but this Beverly Hills didn't really have a lot of good content in it. The one thing I did like was there's a, there was one scene with, like, Yolanda, David, um... Erica and Tom, like, all sitting outside talking, and Erica was very much styled in her Erica Girardi look versus the Erica Jane look, like, yeah. a pulled back updo, and then Gigi Hadid, like, wanders out of the house and starts talking to Tom Girardi, and, like, the two of them really, like, got on, I thought, and it was just cute to, like... I feel like Tom Girardi is very underused, but, like, I'm sure by his own choice. Yeah. Like, I would like more Tom Girardi and Erica Jane in the future. Though, like, initially Tom Girardi is like, haha, nice, and then, like, he'll say something like... Like, creepy? Like, creepy or, like, mean. <laughs> they can't see your face, the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> you have to use your words, Brendan. <laughs> That's what the snap was for. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, like, the thing he said, I don't know, like, the... Oh, yeah, he was a little aggressive that one time when they were at dinner with Catherine and everything. But also, like, the husband and wife relationship in that marriage is, like, sort of, like... Oh, yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. But I love it anyway. Yeah. I, he seems sweet, I guess. I mean, he helped Aaron Brockovich. Yeah. 
Uh, oh yeah, that was the one thing I, I that I did love from that scene. Also, like Yolanda trying to figure out, like Yolanda was explaining to Gigi how Tom is famous, and she was like, "Oh, he was in that movie. Well, he he's the character based on that movie, Erin Barakovich. Erin Bokovich. Like she couldn't even say it. It was like her Munchausen thing, Musenhausen all over again. Musenhausen. So I, that was the only." scene that was worthwhile in Secrets Revealed, obviously without any Rena involved. Um, but we do have a, a listener question with regards to uh, Beverly Hills, in a way. So Ben Polak at Ben P. Polak asks, do you think any of the Real Housewives franchise, franchises would benefit from breaking the fourth wall, a la Teen Mom OG? Yeah, so if you all don't watch Teen Mom slash Teen Mom OG... Teen Mom ran its course, and then they decided to bring it back, drop the fourth wall, yeah. and call it Teen Mom Emoji. So it's like a lot of them interacting with producers, yeah. fights with producers. It's like really, really fascinating. Yeah. I like it a lot. Well, I think it, it like it's sort of a necessity in that show because like the four Teen Moms... Like, live in different places. Like, they don't interact with each other. Yeah, and the producers have been a huge part of their lives for so long. Oh, yeah, like, the kids, like, are very familiar with the producers. I think I think one of the kids is the godmother or something is one of the producers. Oh, wow. Caitlin and Tyler's kid. Oh, yeah, of their new child. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, I'm not surprised by that at all. Yeah. Um, so, back to the question. Do we think any of the Real Housewives... Would benefit from that. Yeah. I believe yeah. um, Beverly Hills would. Yeah. Because so much of what they talk about happens off camera and that sort of thing. So yeah. I think it would like really illuminate. And they actually went in that direction for the special that they did. Remember? The 100 episodes? Special? The 100. Was it the 100 episodes? Mm. I don't know if they. Oh, no, no, no. It was the. Uh, it was the uh, season. One, like... Look back. Look back or something? Yeah, and they had, like, parts where they showed previously unseen footage of, like, the big fight that Kim and Kyle had at the finale, and it was, like, a lot of Kyle and Kim both interacting with different producers. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, that was definitely very interesting. Um, I feel like that, in my opinion, that would... That's really the only franchise I really see it being worthwhile for. Yeah. Just because then, like, Beverly Hills is in such a shit place right now in terms Mm -hmm. of, like the show itself but it would definitely be like a big risk to do that i think yeah because it's so different from what they're currently doing and like to to spend months having the producers and everything like involved in on on camera like they wouldn't be able to use that footage if it didn't work out well yeah well like they visited or andy visited them when they were in the hamptons this year and they didn't show it on camera oh yeah they like did a little special after it or like that only aired online. Mm, okay. So yeah, Andy's been like at their some of the weddings and stuff before. I think like Nini's wedding. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, it wasn't at Bethany's, but Oda Copy was. Mm. No, I'm sure he was probably there. I don't know, but like whenever he's there, like the camera will just like flash by him. Like it won't be like he won't be engaged in a conversation. Mm-hmm. But like I could see Beverly Hills like it benefiting from that whole fourth wall breakdown. Yes. So thank you for that question. Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, but that's it for Beverly Hills this week, which brings us to the always great New York. New York. Uh, so there's plenty to say about New York this week. 
we start off with uh, Sonia getting her facial with uh, her facialist. What's her name? Sotaku. Sotaku. The yes. famous facialist from two seasons ago. Yeah, the one who dragged Luann. Exposed all of Luann's secrets about her type of men. Yeah, short French men. Yes, because she, she likes to dominate them. And then she tweeted tonight, I wonder <laughs> if Luann still hates me, like with a picture of Luann. It was like a picture of Luann that she like took from like across a room or something <laughs> like that. Uh, so um, During that scene, Sonia said, when you say stem cell, I think of semen. <laughs> Which, oh yeah, they were talking about like black market placenta, and like she used to use placenta more often, but she's not allowed to anymore, so she's using stem cells. Yeah, and then Sutaku called Sonia out and for not giving her an invitation to the party that Sonia is. Oh uh, yeah, she should have invited because Sonia did invite like the all the staff, uh, like Team Sonia, to that one party she had, mm-hmm. the one that uh, Aviva threw her leg. Well, during. I think. We, Sotaku shows up at the party this episode. Oh, she does? Yeah. Okay, okay. I missed that. Pay okay. attention, police. Sorry. Uh, so then we get to uh, the psychic scene at Carol's apartment. At Carol's apartment. So with Kim Russo. Queen. Who, who I kept calling Renee Russo by accident while we were watching. <laughs> I want to hire her. Yeah, I know. She seemed good. Yeah. Uh, even though, like, it's hard with these women and, like, anytime there's, like, a celebrity... Reading, it's like you can do your homework and probably like dig up some. That's why that whole show, Hollywood Medium, is just like so much bullshit. Come on, yeah. Uh, but it was a good scene. Uh, baby's climbing up Carol's stairs, like looking like he's a she's about to fall off any minute. Those stairs are terrifying. Yeah, well, there is a railing that you can hold on to. I know, but only on the one side. Yeah, and like, how do they stay up on the wall? Uh, I'm sure her architect figured that out. And, <laughs> and Carol weighs under 100 pounds, so she's not like pulling them down off the walls. Um, my favorite was Ramona storming in in the middle of like Dorinda's. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> and she goes, Am I waking the dead or something? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, that was good. I, I also liked, I, I mean, in the, in the readings <laughs> when they were talking about like uh, John. Richard from Beyond the Grave says, "Oh, he's good for now." Yeah, and then and then uh, she asks, like, if she's ever going to get married again, and the psychic says, uh, "Yes, but not for John." And then Ramona can't help herself and like like shouts out, "Thank God!" and then covers yeah. her mouth, and that turns into a whole big fight between Dorinda and Ramona. Uh, My favorite character. Um my favorite friend of the housewife uh, this season on New York is mm-hmm. the ghost of uh, Richard. Oh my god! <laughs> in what in what way? <laughs> well, he he was in this episode, and then he was in an episode uh, last year. Oh, as the balloon. As the balloon. Okay. That floated into Dorinda's room, and apparently he leaves piles of change around for Dorinda. Is that like a thing? Well, he said to her like, whenever you see a pile of change, like. I'm thinking of you or something. Yeah, but is that like a thing like in like the... The ghostly world? In the zeitgeist, whatever, in the world. Like, is that a thing that happens that a lot of ghosts do? Well, maybe he's putting it into the zeitgeist like Lisa (laughs) Renna put Munchausen into the zeitgeist. (laughs) God. Now now ghosts are going to be leaving piles of change around everyone's home. Uh, Bethany was such... A poor sport. A poor sport. 
She's like, ah, oh, I gotta go pick up my kid at school. It's like, shut up, go get your kid, leave, and let the Especially psychic get to work. because, like, her best friend planned this party, and, like, if she watched last season, her best friend is obviously into mediums, because this is her second medium. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Bethany should have been nicer. Yeah. Support your friend's little scene. <laughs> I wouldn't even call it an event. It's, like, obviously a pl- planned scene for the I show. love Carol. Carol just, like, phones it in and just has the woman over to her apartment every once in a while and, like, microwaves something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Carol, like, wasn't, was barely even in that scene. I know. Because she was sitting on the other side. Um, I like Carol's apartment, though. Mm. Uh, we eventually get to a dinner between John and Dorinda, and they're bickering. Uh, oh, well, you skipped a whole part where Carol went over to Jules' apartment and they oh, yeah. talked about the eating disorder stuff. Did you have anything to say about that? No, yeah. no. The only thing was that, like, Jules didn't know what an iPod was. She only knows what an iPad is. Yeah, but Carol still carries an iPod, which I could see. I could see her doing that. I mean, we saw, we literally saw her doing that. No, but I mean, like, in the image of Carol. Yeah. It's kind of like someone, like, holding on to a Walkman for too long. Yeah. Like, she's like, she oh, called like, herself this old is the school. way I do it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? But also, like, Jules, you know what an iPod is. Like, wh- you weren't on, living under a rock. She might have been. Like, she's not, she's not, like, 18 years old. <laughs> like, she's, like, my contemporary iPods were out. Like, is she really your contemporary? I mean, I th- like she's in her like thirties. Interesting. I'm in, I'm in my thirties. I 30s. hate that word. <laughs> I hate that we're starting or I'm starting to get to the age where like Real Housewives are my age. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Alex McCord was a fresh thirty when she started Real Housewives in New York. Wow. I know. Isn't that wild? Uh, so back to current <laughs> New York, however, uh, during John and Dorinda's dinner, they're getting into a whole fight. Uh, they're talking about like, the, like Dorinda only wants him to speak about the future and, uh, Dorinda, and he keeps like saying the past. So like he starts saying something and he's like, I was, and Dorinda says, you saying I was by definition is the past. And like John can't like work out his words. <laughs> and she kept on saying forward, forward, <laughs> forward, not backward. Oh, and he had those glasses with the lights on them. Oh yeah. That was fun. <laughs> a fun little prop. And eventually she gets fed up with him and tells him to grab an easy pass and go back to Queens. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> and then like Dorinda was tweeting about easy passes. There's nothing wrong with Queens. I had brunch there last weekend. Oh, that's nice. Or not last weekend, the weekend before. Okay. Well, I mean, John apparently lives there, so... I should have tweeted up. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So then we get to a scene of Sonia getting ready for a party, I think. And she's sticking up, like, wads of Q-tips into her nose. She said she was allergic to makeup, and whenever she puts on makeup, her nose starts running. So she was sticking Q-tips up her nose. I'm sure there's some, like, hypoallergenic makeup out there. Also, is that, like, can't you, like, bust something up there? Yeah. You're not really supposed to stick Q-tips into, like, orifices. I know you're not supposed to use them on your ears. Ears. But I do. Oh, my God. No, you shouldn't do that. There was, like, an episode of, of Girls where, like, Lena Dunham does that and, like, like has to go to the hospital or something, I think. Well, I'm not Lena Dunham. <laughs> uh, eventually, we get a little scene with Bethany, like, selling baked goods. Oh, yeah, in the, in, in the rain in Union Square. And she it's had, like, like, 
look at me now. I'm still involved in my brand. And then they do the flashback of like Bethany Bakes. Yeah. And then there was a customer who claimed she came all the way from Texas for like a pop-up shop. Yeah. I don't know about that. I'm skeptical. Maybe she was like visiting from Texas. Oh. Like in New York in town. I can't imagine like hopping on a plane. Jason hopping on a plane. (laughs) To get a free sample of like a skinny girl nutrient bar. Yeah. That sounds a little insane to me. There's no, like, guarantee that you're going to even meet her. Uh, So that whole flashback scene was an attempt to endear her to me, but I've I've been not enjoying uh, Bethany this season. And also, like, she, like, dragged... Apparently she dragged uh, Ramona in a Snapchat recently. Oh, yeah. So, wait. So this is a little further up. So we get to Sonia's party. And we find out that Sonia is working with the guy who owns AOA. That's the tie. The um, business that Ramona claimed that she was a partner in. Yeah. But apparently she's not anymore. And Bethany posted a Snapchat the other day that was of AOA. And it said, hey, look, it's the restaurant that Ramona used to pretend to own. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I told you you were sleeping on Bethany's Snapchat. I know. I I said I was going to follow her, but I didn't. Because I just really don't like following a lot of people on Snapchat. It's too much. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, anyways, we're at this party that's presented as Sonia's birthday party. Yeah. Um, But it's something else. So, Ramona arrives, and she starts telling the story of how the Countess gave her a necklace that she had already given her. Yeah. And how it... She had, like, an allergic reaction to it. She had an allergic it. reaction. Between the makeup and the necklaces, these women, like, can't glam it up. The best part was that <laughs> Sonia kept on looking at the necklace that Ramona currently had on and was like, It's so tiny, I can't even <laughs> see it. And Ramona would have snapped, It's not this necklace, you idiots. <laughs> I love their friendship. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, also, when John walked in, like, a random woman talking to Jules's husband said, uh, you look all wired up. <laughs> and it was like, you're a little lit up right now, part two. <laughs> I, like, love that scene and that random woman. Uh, and then they, and then, uh, there's the whole fight between Luann, Ramona, and Sonia. Because Ramona's, like, confronting them about the fact that Luann is living with Sonia now. Yeah, and she says that the the house is going to become a brothel. And then she does this thing where she repeats what she says because she thinks she's so clever. And she gets such a kick out of herself. I do that, too. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel for Ramona there. (laughs) and then I guess like Luann's comeback to to Ramona dragging her was like saying that she hides a bottle of Pinot Grigio up her skirt. And, oh, and Ramona pulled her skirt up and was like, "All that's under my skirt are these two great legs." <laughs> I love Ramona. Uh, so then, uh, and then also Dorinda calls out uh, Luann in front of Ramona about the whole regifting. Oh thing. yeah. And then Luann gives the proper definition of regifting. She didn't even give the proper definition when she gave it. I think she did. That when you receive a gift, and then you give that gift to somebody else. Oh, she said. She said that when they give a gift and they give it to someone else. Yeah, that's regifting. Oh, the way she worded it oh. wasn't one hundred percent accurate. Yeah. So like they've been misusing it because like Luann gave her, I guess, the sample version of this necklace, and then gave her what she called the real version. Yeah. Which I don't really understand, like, the 
It's like how Kenya Moore had water in her samples. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this whole party was not just a birthday party, but it was the brand debut of Tipsy Girl, which is obviously going to be a big plot point of the season going forward. Yeah, Tipsy Girl is Sonia Morgan's Prosecco line. Yeah. So I don't know if it's out in stores yet. I think like between now and next week, we need to do a little research. We should get a bottle for next a week. A bottle of Tipsy Girl and a bottle of Skinny Girl Prosecco and do a taste Ooh, test. Ooh, a tasting. Yes. I like that idea, actually. Yeah, so hopefully if Tipsy Girl does exist, we will do our best to find it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's it for this episode, unless you have anything else. That is it. Okay. Uh, so, so now it's time to wake you up on what y'all have been sleeping on. And so, Dan, what have y'all been sleeping on? So, this is kind of um, a wake-up call rather than, <laughs> uh, you know, something that you may have already slept on. Uh, so, ne- next week on The Voice, um, which is not a show I really watch religiously, I kind of, like, have it on the background... Uh, just to catch like the the Christina scenes like while I'm cooking dinner or something like I'm not closely paying attention Mm -hmm. Uh, but next week Pink is coming on to promote her new single for the Alice in Wonderland movie and she is acting as guest advisor to the coaches now why is this a big deal? why is this a big deal? because Pink and Christina Aguilera have one of the long standing feuds in the music industry like second only to like Mariah and JLo right now, I would say. Really? Yeah, and like, I'm gonna I'm gonna post some links up on our website of Pink dragging uh, Christina, and I think there's a little bit going back the other way as well. Um, so catch all that stuff, mm-hmm. and then watch The Voice next week. And I don't know what's gonna happen, uh, but I'm expecting something. As long as there's a scene between Pink and Christina, I'm expecting at the very least a little like eye roll or side eye some or dramatic something. music something for us to report on so i just want to make sure you guys are ready for this is um pink just re-releasing glitter in the air for this soundtrack because that's the only reason that's the only song i want to hear from her no it's a new single <laughs> <laughs> uh so don't sleep on this uh check out the links that i'm going to post and then watch the voice next week all right so uh there was no new episode of repulse drag race this week yeah so instead they aired bianca del rio's comedy special rolodex of hate okay which was a previously a vimeo exclusive as you reported (laughs) yeah uh now available on logo as well yeah so did you watch it i watched i didn't i don't think i watched all of it uh, because i didn't love it yeah i watched about half to two-thirds of it I think her, in my opinion, her comedy, to me, works better, like, when it's reactive to, like, people she's around. Yeah. And so a lot of it fell flat. Yeah. Yeah. There was even parts of it where, like, there wasn't much of a laugh. Yeah. Which was awkward to watch. Um, I mean, it doesn't mean Bianca's a bad queen or anything. We still love and support her, and she's probably one of the better queens to have ever won Drag race, but... We'll talk about her later. So we're going to talk yeah. about the past winners of RuPaul's Drag Race, because next week, they crown the winner of season eight. Yeah, so we're going to go back in time, all the way back to season one, and uh, catch up from there. So season one, uh, you know, not watched by many people. This was, like, when the show was first getting its footing. Yeah. Uh, and it was a short season, not many queens on it either, uh, and the winner was Bibi Zahara Benet. 
So what was your take on BB? I liked her. Um, I don't think she would have been my fave to win that season. Oh, who would you have preferred? Um, Nina Flowers. Yeah, I mean, she was definitely more of a fan favorite back uh-huh. then. But this was before being a fan favorite really would have even mattered because they filmed the whole... Because there were no fans. There were no fans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but they, there wasn't a live finale or anything, so they couldn't, like, let the fan input decide the decision, yeah. Um, and you want to hear something funny? So RuPaul's DragCon was over the weekend, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and um, they had, like, a program with all of the queens mm-hmm. and on the page for season one. They left out Nina Flowers. Aw. But, like, who do they include? They had everyone. Oh, really? It was literally, like, uh, everyone. Well, that's surprising since Nina Flowers was on All Stars as well. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, BB is not one of my favorites either. I mean, there weren't really many s- standouts. I mean, I didn't start watching Drag Race until season two is when I started yeah. watching, like... From, like, live. I think I, like, caught on to season two near the tail end of it. Uh-huh. So I watched that, and then season three, and then went back to season one. Yeah. Um, so, like, I wasn't, like, invested in the show that much as it was airing anyway. Yeah. But, like, there was like, Angina, obviously. We both love Tammy as well. Chanel's good for what she, what she does. I can't stand. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, not the best winner. So in season two... Tyra Sanchez. This was controversial at the, the time. The other Tyra. This was very, very controversial at the time. Okay, yeah, go on. I feel like people didn't think it was fair and that just, like, Rue was playing favorites at the time, mm-hmm. which is why I think we saw sort of different winners after that. Yeah. Um, Tyra, though, when you look back at it, she may not have been nice or whatever, yeah. but she was talented at like what she did yeah she was like a look queen and she always like brought out a look yeah and even the challenges that she was bad at she managed not to be like that bad uh but she really turned out to be like a winner that has fallen from grace well she like got arrested and like she had a kickstarter that was supposed to like produce this whole documentary oh about being a father and a drag queen yeah and then like people backed it and they're, like, not getting their money back now. Yeah. Uh, so she's definitely not one of the most, like, beloved winners at this point in history. Yeah. Um, but, like, for her season, she was good. But the runners up that season were Raven and Jujubee. Two of my favorite queens of all time. Yeah. Which we'll get to more of them when we talk about All-Stars in a bit. But, like, they very easily could have won as well. I wanted Raven to win so badly. I mean, I wanted Jujubee to win so badly, but I understood Yeah, Jujubee had a rough season. Yeah. She was on the bottom a lot. She saved herself a lot with um, lip syncs. But apparently that was a season where they weren't limited with their drinks. So the way they tell it, a lot of their lip syncs, they were, like, wasted. Oh, wow. The lip sync where, like, Jujubee's, like, smearing her makeup. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was apparently, like, wasted. Because they just serve them unlimited cocktails. Oh, wow. Now they have, like, a very strict, like, one cocktail rule. Yeah. Well, they also, like, on on top, you could see they have, like, their names next to the drink and everything. It's mm-hmm. very, like, organized. Yeah. Um, so then like, we get to season three. Yes. Which was... Winners Raja. Yeah. And the runners-up were Manila Luzon and Alexis Mateo. I thought this was the first season that it was, like a clear-cut winner, a deserved winner, 
And, like, there's not really much of a conversation in terms of, like, who could have taken it from her. I mean, Manila was the closest. Yeah, but Manila like, was the closest. It was such a talented season. In my oh, yeah. Opinion. And there were, a lot of, there were a lot of talented queens, but no one was as consistent as Raja. The moment she walked out in the first challenge, the Christmas challenge, she, it was insane. Yeah. And then she pulled stuff out. Like, she did that carry thing. Yeah, the, that was so good. Like, the paint bucket hanging above her. I would say the worst Raja did was the Snatch Game. Because the tire was so, like, off. Yeah, but there were so many, like, worst ones, I feel like. Mm, I don't really remember all of them from that season, but her, I just, I just I didn't like Stacey her Snatch Game. I think won that season. Oh, Stacey did, did a really Fucking good snatch queen. game. That was really good. That, what did she do? She did... Uh, Monique. Monique and Precious. Yeah. Uh, but Raja, I, I mean, I, I think you can't really argue that she should not have won her season. I agree. Yeah. Um, so season four. Sharon Needles was, like, my favorite from the very first episode. Yeah. I mean, she was very talented, it was also very clear that she was going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that season had Chad and Fifi. Fifi was really only there for the drama. Yeah. That's the only reason she really stayed that long, I think. Go back to Party City. Uh, yeah. That, that iconic line, go back to Party City where you belong. Um, and Chad, you could tell, like, was respected by Rue. But, like, I think Chad, like, really flopped in a few... Uh, Challenges, yeah, like that. The presidential campaign challenge, which we neither of us really liked. Didn't she win the presidential campaign? She might have, but I thought it was so like cringeworthy. Yeah, but her first lady outfit was like a Nancy Reagan. Oh dream. my god, <laughs> that was ridiculous. But I mean, Sharon was was great, and I, I think also like Raja, clear winner. Yeah. Um, but she kind of has had the same post-show, like, mixed feelings, I think, from I think the she, fans. Like, it's a lot of bad behavior. Yeah. Like, I think early on, she was, like, showing up to, like, clubs drunk a lot. And just, like, she, like, pulls, like, like racial slurs yeah, and, racist like, stuff. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I saw last year at Comic-Con, there was this video of her, like, spitting a beverage on, like, a fan who's, like, waiting or something oh like that. Wow. Just a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, uh, so then we get to what that, season five, where the winner was uh, Jinx Monsoon, who you do not support, with runners-up Alaska and Roxy Andrews. I mean, I can appreciate Jinx for what she is, I yeah. guess. and she had a good story arc. She had a good story arc, but, like, I think Alaska is my favorite queen of all time well we'll save a, an all-time ranking for another episode yeah. <laughs> but uh i think though in this season like alaska doubted herself a lot yeah and held herself back and i think alaska's post show like persona and appearances and like recognition from fans is so much like greater than when she was on the show yeah like everyone loves alaska now yeah uh which, if she's... I don't, I don't know if we really know who's on All Stars yet, but I think she's, like, a very good... She's on it. She is. Okay. I mean, it's nothing's announced, but, like, they've pretty much... Yeah, it, it leaked, like, over the summer, but it was so long ago I forgot. People on, like, 
Reddit and stuff like that. Like, oh my god, are, they are investigative reporters. They are investigators, so they look <laughs> at all of the Queen's social media accounts, even before like just regular seasons, like before season eight when all these like unknown. Queens, oh yeah. They, they stalk out every queen that exists. Yes. <laughs> and checked all they of their social media. They have your number. <laughs> if you've ever put on a wig, they know your <laughs> social media accounts. Um, but yeah, I, I think Alaska is a is a shoo-in for winner of All-Stars. Yeah. Uh, although I know, like, Rue doesn't like Willem and Courtney, and, like, Alaska's kind of in with them. So I oh, wonder yeah, if that's going to affect triple anything. Triple A girls. Yeah. But no, I don't think that'll affect anything. They use, like, World of Wonder, the production company, uses Alaska for, like, yeah. everything. Uh, so that was Alaska and Roxy. Roxy didn't really have a shot to win, She I got think. left at a bus stop. Yeah. But she did have the iconic uh, wig under the wig, <laughs> yeah. which, like, you pretty much have to mention that every time you talk about Roxy Andrews. But, yeah, I mean, Jinx, I... Like, I used to not see why people were clamoring for Alaska to be the winner. Mm-hmm. But, like, now it's like, oh, my God. Like, of course Alaska should be the winner. Yeah. Um, and then that brings us to season, what is it, six. six? Which is a case of, of course, you should be the winner for Bianca, who went on to win. Yeah. Bianca Del Rio was, like, one of the few queens that I ever had seen perform live before oh, yeah, yeah, their yeah. time on the show. So... I was like, this person's, like, going to win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like, that's what made the show not that interesting, because it was, like, so obvious that season that she was going to win. Yeah, I think that it had, like, a lot of, like, good drama, especially with Untucked. Yeah. Well, that was the season with... Laganja. Laganja. Yeah, that was a good season. Um, But just, like, there was no suspense in terms of, like who the winner was going to be. Yeah, because, like, Courtney Act was in the top three because she was already a name, I think. So it's, yeah. like, the case of Derek Barry where the person goes a lot further than they would have gone, yeah, in my yeah. opinion. And then Adore Delano... Was also a name. Yeah, but I think more of a surprise to people. Like, she had the story arc that season. Yeah, like, I mean, she... Well, for those of you who don't know, Adore Delano was previously on American Idol as Danny Noria- Noriega. Mm-hmm. Like known especially for when like he performed the song and Simon dragged him and then he's like well some people weren't liking it and they used that like on loop on the soup for like seasons oh really yeah so like that's how I I was very familiar with Danny Norega aka Adore Delano prior to the the show he was big on like Tumblr oh okay the Tumblr (laughs) teens because I think like are you a Tumblr teen no, but I got oh, okay. a Tumblr. Okay. Maloof.tumblr.com. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then our website is a Tumblr, too. Uh, so that brings us to season seven, winner Violet Tchotchke. Uh, and that, the runners up that season were Ginger Minj and Pearl. This being one of the worst, if not the worst, season of Drag Race. Yeah, I mean, I would say this one comes second to season one. Yeah. But that's not season one's fault. It's just, it's like a completely different show. Yeah, it didn't, the season one was just a baby. Yeah, I mean, by the finale, I just didn't care. <laughs> yeah, I never cared. Like, any of them could have won. Like, this season, season eight, any of them could win, and I'll be happy. Uh-huh. That season, any of them could have won, and I won't care. Well, they, like, winked at that last 
during the reunion last year when Rue was about to announce and then he said Katya's name. Yeah, Katya ended up being the fan favorite. Yeah. So, like, and Katya, if she's ever on an All-Stars or anything, I think would do well. Again, like, she suffered the same thing that Alaska did in terms of, like, not being confident in herself. Yeah, and now that they have, like, the confidence that comes with having, like, huge fan bases, I think they'll both do well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you may have noticed we skipped over in chronological order all stars, but I don't really like to consider that as, as a canon, canon a canon winner. Yeah, the only th- I mean, like, but they always bring Chad Michaels out. I know, for- and like it annoys me every time <laughs> because, like, I'm sorry, but the whole format of all stars was such like BS to begin with. So yeah, the format to all stars is they all arrive and then they are surprised and they have to get into pairs. And, like, it was done in, like, the most bullying fashion. Yeah. It was, like, everyone had to pick their top favorite to be their pair. Yeah. So, like, Pandora and Mimi I'm First got stuck together. Yeah. And it was, like, a point of contention. Mm-hmm. Um, Raven and Jujubi were the... Oh, and Chanel. Oh, my God. I forgot it was a final four. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was... I think it was... Uh... Jujubi and Raven had to lip sync to dancing. Yeah. On my own, and it was when they both were just standing there, lip syncing and crying. I know that was so beautiful. Yeah, I, that's like one of my top favorite lip syncs, even though it's not like a huge like yeah. showstopper. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like so emotional. Well, it's like a good song, and there's like a story to it, and everything. Yeah, so that year they did what I thought they might have tried this year and did a final four. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, the- I, got, I feel like Rue just gave it to Chad, like because she felt bad for Chad. Not Season winning four. with the Sharon Michaels, Sharon Needles, Sharon, Michaels. Sharon, Michaels, Sharon Needles season. Um, My favorite part about All Stars was Tammy Brown. Yeah, she really like like made a name for herself in All Stars. Yeah, Untucked. Yeah. Oh my God! Come yeah. on, tell Tubby teleport us to Mars. Yeah, Brennan would like shout that for years to come. After <laughs> I think I still do, but not like not as often. Like, yeah, you would say that at least once a week. Uh, so, Brendan, if you had to rate your top three winners from three to one, what would they be? Um, I would say Bianca, mm-hmm. number or no, so, sorry. Number three. Okay, number three. Sorry. Raja. Okay. Um, Sharon, and then Bianca. Okay. I think Sharon might have been higher if she, like, behaved better after the show. I'm mm-hmm. not living in the vacuum of the show. I'm living yeah, like, yeah. with everything. Totally. So, yeah. That's fine. So, three is... Raja. Raja, Sharon, Bianca. Mm-hmm. So, for me, is it's the same three, but a little flipped around. <laughs> so, I have number three, Sharon, who would be number two, if not for <laughs> her behavior. Uh, number two... Being Bianca, because I can't respect, you know, how good she is, even though it's not really my thing. It's not my wheelhouse. Like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like a stand-up queen, like, like you being a drag queen doesn't make you a better stand-up queen. It does for Bianca, because, like, she gets into this persona. But, like, if I want to see a stand-up, I could see stand-up. Yeah, you know, go see. Uh, But so that that leaves number one to Raja, who I just feel like. I don't know. I just I like she has a good charisma. Like I like her in Boot and Two with Raven. Boot and Two. I saw her in P Town like a few summers ago, and she did a good live performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I just liked I, I 
she's kind of a look queen and I, and I like the look and that's it. I don't know. That's, she's my number one. So uh, if you agree or disagree, like tweet or comment Sound on Facebook. Sound off in the comments. Yeah, give us your top three because we're curious to hear what they are. Maybe they match, match up with what we said. <laughs> uh, so that's our deep dive for the week, which brings us to how we end every week with the freak of the week and the one true queen. And this week they were related. They're a doozy. It's a doozy. It's two sides of a feud. And I'm sure y'all can guess what the feud is. Yeah. So the freak of the week is Azalea Banks. Oh my God. And the one true queen is Sky Jackson. Yes. Who you, many of you may not know Sky Jackson by name, but she is that meme of that girl, like sitting in a room, like with her legs, like pushed together wearing that blue dress with the, like that, those like big eyes and yeah. everything. I think the first one was like, someone was like, me, I'm gonna go out for a bit, and then the it was like girlfriend colon, yeah, that's why I got dressed or something like that, and it's her sitting there. Uh, I didn't explain that. Yeah, well. that was I, not we, a great. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll uh, we'll post that picture for those of you who've missed it. Um, but the whole thing starts interestingly enough with uh, Azalea Banks coming after Zayn Malik and Gigi Hadid as well. So. I guess, like, uh, Azalea posted on her Instagram, like, some side-by-side shots of herself and Zayn and, like, Zayn Zane's copying. new video. So, well, it's not even just his video. They're, like, he has a heart tattoo like Azalea does. I don't know, some other nonsense. Uh, so she tweets something like, oh, so flattered by Zayn's young Rapunzel style. And then she says, reminds me of when Gigi Hadid called herself Slay Z after I already come up with it. Gigi and Zayn are really big Azalea Banks fans with a little <laughs> angel emoji. Oh my god. But like, it doesn't, it like, it just keeps going. Then it starts to get like, fran- like really racist. Like, if it was just started there, if it was just that, it'd be like, oh, that's like funny. Like, uh-huh. who cares? But like, she like, goes after like, Zane's like, ethnicity, but I don't even know if she knows what his ethnicity is. Like, she's just saying stuff like curry and sand and all this crazy shit. Yeah. It's like, Insane. And then calling like, him the F word. Yeah. A lot of F word. Um, Which she is known for. Yeah. The past. A proud F word advocate. Uh, so then like Zane tweets a few things, but doesn't at her. Mm-hmm. And says like, no lies. I see you reaching, but I don't care. And then he says, my at's too good for you. Uh, I guess meaning like, I'm, you're not worth me actually adding. Uh, so that goes on, like, she jumps out the window, just, <laughs> like, tweets for, like, hours. Destroys the house <laughs> on her way down. <laughs> Sets the house on fire. Um, so then, like, people are chiming in, and then comes, comes along little Sky Jackson. <laughs> Who is a 14-year-old <laughs> Disney star. <laughs> well, uh, so apparently she was on a Disney show, Disney show called Jessie, which I had never heard of. No, she's a spinoff. Um, yeah, a spinoff called Bunked, which <laughs> I think, despite even the fact that I haven't seen it yet, Bunked might be canon. Yeah, it's canon. I'm, I'm going to tune into We're Bunked. We're tuning in. <laughs> Maybe we'll cover Bunked next week. <laughs> but little Sky Jackson says, Azalea Banks need to simmer down a little bit, and then like an emoji with no mouth, and the emoji that's laughing and crying. Uh, <laughs> so like, Azalea doesn't miss an opportunity to reply and fight with anyone so she says and you need to grow some hips and start your menses stay in a child's place 
Like, I mean, Alex had to explain to me menses because I read it as menses, and I was like, "What does some menses mean?" Uh, Alex like explained like she means like menstruation. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I don't know. I don't like think about that. Uh, so then, like, Sky goes back a little bit, and then she says, "When a no hip." No hip having 14 year old has more class than you worry about your career get one and then like a peace sign emoji So it goes back and forth even more but like after those two exchanges with sky like all of the internet Rallied around sky and like just was making memes of like sky like Destroying azalea and it was just amazing and it was like there was one tweet I woke up, like, I opened my phone this morning, and there was, like, a picture of Sky, like, on a beautiful day, like, like looking out over a balcony, and they have the lyrics from um, Nicki Minaj and Monster, say, like, where she says, just killed another career, it's a mild day, and I, like, started bursting <laughs> out laughing, like, in a half-sleeping, half-awake uh, state. Uh, but, so it's just been continuing all day. So, I don't know, I, like... But didn't her mom get her, involved? The mom, the mom chimes in because the mom has an Instagram herself. So Azalea, like, I guess, like, sort of apologized. She's like, her apology is essentially based on the fact that she believed that she wasn't fighting with a fourteen-year-old. Because like, oh, why would a fourteen-year-old have a Twitter? She claims it's the mom tweeting from the fourteen-year-old's account. So, so the mom says, "Who the fuck is this Azalea person? And why am I getting dragged into it?" Let me just say this. I don't have to talk or type for anyone. Sky is a true New Yorker and can hold her own. Why is she arguing with a 14-year-old anyway? And why is she putting me in it? She is a grown woman and throwing shade at me is definitely adding fuel to the fire. This industry is too small for her to be saying something she might regret later. She's too old to go at it with a 14-year-old, but not too young for me uh, to see her. I don't play those games. Oh my god, Sky is a true New Yorker. Yeah, so like... You could see where Sky gets her queendom from. Her mom yes. <laughs> clapping back at Azalea. Oh my god! So I think we set up a good case as to why Azalea is the freak, and Sky is the one true queen. The one true queen. Do not sleep on Sky either. I recently followed her so I could stay in tune with her antics. And we will be tuning into Bunked. Bunked. Yeah. So I think that brings us to the end of this week. Um, so as always, you can find us at comethroughqueen.com. That's T-H-R-U. Um, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play. And while you're at it, write a review there, please. Yeah, if you write reviews, then more people might be able to hear our freak voices. Our freak voices. Uh, also, we've been loving the Facebook page. We like posting weird pictures there and, and uh, interacting with you guys. Um, additionally, you can... Uh, email us at comethroughqueen at gmail uh, or tweet us, leave comments on Facebook you know, give us your questions and comments ideas for deep dives uh, that you might have uh, we've actually been taking some of those ideas and putting them in the bank for future use Yes. Uh, so Brendan, where can we find you online? Twitter not Brendan. <laughs> Twitter. Just all of Twitter. Twitter.com slash not Brendan. Okay. Where can we find you, Danny? Uh, you can find me at, at IDK IDK. Cool. So, like. Comment, subscribe. Heart, share. And retweet. Love me, love me. Please retweet. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Bye. See ya, come through, queen.
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.